another edition of the Three Point Play Podcast. Boys, we got a packed episode tonight. How are we doing? All right, Pretty good excited. to hear from you guys. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, NBA is back. Uh, this league, we uh, it's starting to heat up. Free agency, trades, the, uh, the draft starting tomorrow. Um, how are we feeling, Scott? Scott, you there? All right, Luke, Luke, how do you feel about the NBA coming back? Holy shit. Uh, do you want to start our uh, our mock draft right now, or? Uh, I will, let's just talk with, uh, you know, CP3 went to the to the Suns. You know, how do you think that's going to, you think the Suns are going to uh, become a playoff team, or how do we how do we feel about that? I think they were they were right on the verge prior to this move, so I think the move makes sense for, uh, for both sides. I think uh, probably Paul Chris Paul wanted to go to a more of a contender, but um, it's probably hard to fit in anywhere with any of the upper echelon teams at this point, with given his uh, his salary. So yeah, kind of a kind of hard to uh, to fit in with competitive teams that want to be able to spend on other premier uh, players. Uh, and squeeze that uh, albatross of a salary in. Scotty, are you with us? Can you hear us at all? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. You just didn't say anything there when I asked Hello? what it was like to get the NBA back. You didn't say shit. So are you there now? No, I did it. I did it. Must have cut out or you were ignoring me like normal. Oh, okay. There it is. How are you feeling about the NBA starting to come back with a vengeance now this week? Well, Luke, we're, we're touching on Chris Paul here first. I mean – are we really that excited? Did Phoenix just move from like ninth to like sixth in the West? Like I wasn't, I like I, I get it. It was the first trade, so like everyone was really excited. But how much better did Phoenix really get? I don't know. Devin Booker was really excited to go to Chris Paul's uh, camp in 2013, so that's a big deal. You know, now he gets to play with him. I get it, but I mean, like. There's so many teams that I still think are better than Phoenix. Yeah, I would I would agree. I, I mean, yeah, to me, they're they still got right all day. What's that? Yeah, but they haven't been in the play for what a decade. Yeah, I mean that's that's nice. I mean, there's no complaints. It, it makes Phoenix better. I'm not I'm not complaining about that. And they didn't give up. I didn't think they like gave up too many picks. Like. Uh, like we're going to talk about Milwaukee and Drew Holiday here in just a second. That was a shitload of picks for a player who I don't really know makes you that much better. So you didn't like the move by the Bucks? They gave up five fucking picks for a guy who's not even the top 20 player. They gave up the same thing that the Clippers did to get Kawhi and Paul George. Is Drew Holiday that good? Well, I mean, is that, maybe is that extra piece? I mean – we know that the East doesn't really need to get much to get out of, you know. I mean, the Heat just—it took the Heat just to go on a to get hot um, to get to the finals. So I mean, the East isn't really that competitive, and the Bucks can find the their missing link to to kind of pair with with Giannis. I think that uh, it's worth risking because odds are that John, Giannis is leaving in a year, so they might as well try and go as all in as you can, kind of quote unquote go. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't mind the move, I guess. It just proves that they're trying to go for it all, kind of do a, a Toronto-type thing. But uh, 
I bet he signs. A, I bet he signs the supermax this week. Giannis. Yeah. You think he stays, huh? I mean, he's like. Did you listen to that three-part mm-hmm. series on Giannis on Woj's pod? I did not. No. Listen, listen to it. It's really good. He's like Giannis is a pretty loyal guy. I feel like they did all these things. They made all these moves. I'm sure Giannis was consulted on all of these. I'd be shocked if he didn't sign it at this, at this point. There you go. I mean, there's no way they do it if they're just like hoping for they get. They gave away five picks for one year of Drew Holiday. That's a lot, man. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, they got to do something to shake it up because obviously that was pretty disappointing end of their season um, last, uh, what, I guess a month or two now ago. But, uh, um, yeah, I think they got to do something to kind of push themselves to the – over the top because they've always been they've been the one seed in the east for the last two or three years and just haven't really played like it in the playoffs so whatever they can do to put themselves over the edge and, and get to the finals i think is their ultimate goal so um yeah i'm with you but uh i don't know what do we think uh do we feel like the obviously the rockets are dead can we agree on, on that no one wants to play for them anymore apparently and uh they're willing to to do uh Willing to get uncomfortable, I guess, apparently a source said to, to the point where I would imagine that means they trade any valuable asset they've ever had um, and then just kind of tear it down to the bottom, which I've we've always we've talked about in the earlier episodes is that uh, they've kind of reached their max, right? I feel like that they've we know who they are. They're a Western Conference finals at best team. And even then that they'd have to pull all the things out have to go right for them. Um, so I would I would encouraged to move for them. Harden is a, is a good player, obviously, um, top five player, but he can't win a championship on his own as he's proven over the last 10 years. So um, I don't know. What, Luke, what do you think about the Rockets and trading Harden and probably Westbrook too? So I saw that headline that you referenced, but then underneath it, it said that they're willing to sit pat with what they've got right now. They're gonna they're gonna ask for a, a young superstar and multiple picks for Harden, and then it looks like Westbrook doesn't have any trade value apparently at this point. So <clears throat> the way I read that was that they're willing to stand pat with them, even if they're disgruntled and don't want to be there. So yeah, it's it's definitely I'm, gonna I'm be. And then what was the uh, that play? Then the dumbass uh, Instagram video of him screwing on top, like unscrewing a, a bottle cap, and everyone like. Oh shit! What does that mean? He wants to take the cap off. Like, what are we going? Are we going to Brooklyn or like it couldn't be more like this league type shit where it's just all these little sudden subtleties, innuendos, and everyone's just taking it and running with it. Like he's dropping everything and only going to play with Brooklyn just by screwing a fucking cap off a bottle. So you gotta love it. I mean, it is entertaining as hell, more so than the actual bubble, probably, if you ask me. But Scotty, I know that offends you. So, what do you think about Harden or Westbrook leaving Houston, and do you uh, feel like that's the right move for them? Well, Westbrook's not going anywhere because he's not. I mean, everything I've heard, they can't trade Westbrook anywhere. No one wants him. So Westbrook's staying. Sorry about his luck, but Harden has value. Um, the the big argument going around now is. <clears throat> Will Houston have balls enough to say, no, we're not trading you. You have two years left on your deal. You're going to play it out. <clears throat> or will they do like Kyrie did this two years ago and like threaten knee surgery, right? And then the yeah. Cavs freaked out and traded him. 
So it, it's going to come down. My guess is that this is the player empowerment era, so he's going to get traded to the Nets, right? Because that's where he wants to go. And I, and honestly, the Nets have a nice package back. I mean, the only other package that I think rivals the Nets package is if Philly comes in and says, we'll give you Ben Simmons. Oh, God. That's it to me. I, there's no one else who can match it. Bradley Beal doesn't do it for me. Could you and imagine then, Embiid and Harden playing together? Yeah, I mean, especially playing D'Antoni's – or, I mean, um, his system, right? Because what's his name? Maury's the GM there now, so they'll race it out. We'll have to watch James Harden dribble 25 fucking times in a possession again. But you don't think Doc Rivers could in, impose his will and I mean, get him to play together like he did with the Clippers? I'm wondering if James is, like, past that point of, like – He's been conditioned to play this way for so long now. Like, okay, let's say he goes to Brooklyn. Like, are you telling me that when KD has the ball, there's going to be, like, off-ball movement now and, like, James isn't just going to go stand at half court and be like, KD, do your thing? Like, I just don't see how that works. You don't think he wants to get, get back to the way uh, his six-man role with the, with the Thunder back in the day? No. I think he wants to shoot the ball 30 times a game. Kyrie has to have the ball in his hands. KD generally has to have the ball in his hands. He only did it for one year without the ball, and they won a championship. But that that Warriors team had established culture and, and movement that, that, that KD had never seen before. And then even the next year, they went away from that because KD was there. So I, 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 if, if Harden goes to Brooklyn, I feel even worse for Steve Nash than I already felt because I thought he was in trouble anyway. But that's yeah, that's a lot. Well, he's got, a Amari, he's got Amari Stoudemire. He's got Amari Stoudemire on his staff, so you, you'd like to think that Amari, with all of his coaching pedigree, um, could pull that team together. So that's, that's what they got going for him. Yeah, I mean, I get and, and D'Antoni, is he officially on the Nets staff or no? I thought I saw that, yeah, he was some kind of a special assistant to the regional manager type thing. Uh, right, you know. so, yikes. So we'll see. I mean, it's definitely going to start to unfold here, I think, in the coming days as uh, all these kind of contracts get worked out in the shortened uh, free agency period that we have um, with the draft starting tonight. Or not, I'm sorry, not tonight, but tomorrow night. Um, which leads me to my next point. Do we want to try and do a, a quick uh, maybe top five, top eight pick mock uh, since we are experts in the field and uh, know exactly what we're talking about and have any idea who the fuck any of these players are? Our uh, our guess might be as good as everyone else's at this point because no one knows who it's going to be. So, All right, uh, Luke, we'll start with you with the number one pick overall in the 2020 NBA draft. The Timberwolves select. Uh, I'm going to go with LaMelo. Oh, my he's God. Of, he's one of two names that I know. <laughs> trying to pull up the list right now. Do so you think that's not going to be a dumpster fire at all? The mellow playing in Minnesota with with Cat and uh, Le, um, what is that dumbass's name? Lavar, just interjecting himself into the fucking culture. Do you think it's going to be a good marriage? Well, I think uh, Lamar is estranged from his kids now because they don't endorse uh, big baller brands, so that's a non-issue. Uh, yeah, who? I mean, who the heck knows? He's been playing overseas, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Is your, you're feeling pick. confident with your LaMelo Ball number one overall pick. Huh? What a year to have the first pick in the draft. Holy God. <laughs> Yikes. 
All right, Scotty, who do you got number two? Do you think the Warriors actually use this pick, or is that going to be traded? I'm, I'm going to say this pick is traded. <clears throat> I wish I had, like, a scenario in which it could be traded, but I think they're going to trade down. Yeah. Who do you think is the pick then? Who, do you, does it matter who the team is? Do you think it's Wiseman regardless? Dude, I, that's the thing on this. It's so hard to tell because, like, as we've talked about before, like, Wiseman's like the poor man's Capella. Do I really want to draft him at number two? And then Edwards, he's the classic, like, all the talent in the world, but, like, went into that draft workout that was on ESPN, like, overweight and out of shape, right? Like, do we want to draft the guy that's, like, has a shitload of talent but isn't always in shape and doesn't always work that hard? Like, are we going to draft that guy number three? Yeah. Yikes. I think you could probably say that about any of these guys, though. I think there's no there's no slam dunk of a, uh, you know, the right traits, the right mindset, the right work ethic, the right fit for our scheme and what we want. There's no one that really fits any of these teams. You know, I feel like that uh, there's question marks around all these guys, which is why it's so fucking difficult, which is why us as professionals are, are making this uh, stab in the dark right now um, and why there's no real clear cut. So remember – Remember back, and I, the only reason I have I have recency bias here because I just listened to that Giannis three-part pod about his draft. Mm-hmm. Like the number one pick in that draft was Anthony Bennett. Oh yeah, two, who could forget the number one right. overall Anthony Bennett pick? Right, and then number two was Vic to Orlando, but then dude, there were some big misses in that draft. Like Anthony Bennett was obvious one, but Vic was fine. But, man, Giannis didn't get drafted until 15, and there were some players ahead of him who were not very good. Yeah. Like, I could see I could see this being that kind of draft where, like, the top, like, five picks are just fucking whiffs. But then, like, someone at, like, 20 hits a home yep. run, right, and gets, like, a guy who's going to end up being a top 30 player. Right. And I feel like the Pacers have always kind of had that uh, – they're really good in that middle early middle teen spot. Yep. You know, they got Paul George. They got um, – Oh, Luke, who am I I'm blanking on right now? When they get Miles Granger. Turner. Miles Turner. Uh, and they also had Danny, Danny Granger. That's it. Yeah. They, I feel like they had that sweet spot there for a couple of years. Austin Crozier, maybe, throwback, um, where they got some good role players in that uh, kind of middle, middle, early teens. And I'm with you, Scott. I think no one really knows. Everyone always drafts on potential, and that potential doesn't always, you know, nine times out of ten never gets – maximized and you just kind of you know take a shot on a, a guy and uh it's it's literally a lottery that's why they call it that but uh yeah i'm looking at this 2013 draft oladipo more i mean shockingly is uh the number two pick and he's been the only one that you could call really a other a superstar besides Giannis. um you know you got steven adams the new zealander kelly olenic trey burke Cody Zeller, that really worked out well. Go IU. Yeah, it's it could very well be that kind of draft. I'm I'm with you. So, um, which I guess leads me if we're gonna keep doing this uh this draft pick thing, I guess that's uh I'm up next and it's uh the Bulls at or wait no three I what we got three or four where we leave off. Three, but why don't you draft for for the Bulls? Okay. If I'm the Bulls, 
you know, Obi Toppin ain't no stopping. It, it, it hurts to not be able to draft him, but I don't know if you can add another nine or seven foot uh, um, big man to, to go with the other guys that you have that uh, haven't really panned out. Um, I think it's got to either be this Halliburton or Hayes, these point guards, because Kobe White's a good uh, – kind of a shooting guard. I wouldn't say he's a true point guard. So I think they need kind of that true point guard to be able to, to lead the team. Cause they're kind of a, a player two away. I feel like that Billy Donovan can, can develop these young guys or so they say. And uh, I don't know about this Hayes guy. I haven't seen much, but he's a, he's a Frenchman and um, he's kind of more the true point guard. Halliburton uh, kind of is uh, kind of a off guard a little bit. So I would say one of those two would be would be the choice, um, but I do love no ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. But it, it'd be I would probably say uh, Halliburton if it, if it's me for the Bulls. I mean I can't argue with that. I don't, like I said, it's total crapshoot. I'm, right. I'm I'm excited for tomorrow because I think there's going to be a lot of trades. That does make like, the, that does make the best kind of draft night where it's just. No one really knows who has what or what trick, what trades are even belong right. to the team anymore. And uh, they put the guy puts the hat on, and two minutes later he's on another fucking team. You know, the Vladi Divac Kobe Kobe Bryant trade. Um, so that's that's what makes draft night so special and exciting. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we need to get too much farther into it unless Luke, you really want to pick uh, who the number three uh, choice will be for the uh, for the Hornets. Or number five for the uh, for the Cavs. If you have a, a strong inkling, I'll let you go. The, uh, Scott said uh, he said uh, Edwards, right? I would say so the Warriors. Gonna, I would say the Warriors are going to trade that, and I have no idea who picks it. Yeah. See, yeah, you know, no, I Edwards say... would be – it's a, probably a combination of Edwards, Ball, and Wiseman would be the top three, we're guessing. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Okay. Obviously, yeah, we know what we're talking Wiseman, about. Wiseman has a lot of injuries. Seven foot one, seven six wingspan, only 19 years old. But, yeah, I mean, he got in trouble for uh, – for the recruiting violations oh, down fuck in Memphis. That, shit. that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we didn't see him, and then the season got put on hold. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we know exactly what we're talking about when it comes to the NBA draft. So that's why you guys tune in for our takes um, and all of our knowledge that uh, that we have to to give. So. Uh, with that, Scott, do you have anything else you want to talk about NBA in the in the week that's unfolding? Yeah, did we uh, like the Schroeder to the Lakers trade? I don't know. I guess it doesn't really doesn't really register with me, to be honest. No, you weren't. I don't. I, I thought it was good for them, to be honest. Oh yeah, that was, that was a really good trade for the Lakers. I don't really know what uh, I know. Oklahoma City wants off the money, but I mean, I don't know why they're enabling these guys. I don't take Danny Green back and what was it, 28th pick? Yep. They really didn't get much for him. No, I, 
honestly, I thought I thought that was a nice trade. I'm just I'm wondering, are they going no Rondo and they're going to re-sign KCP? Yeah, it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of uh, all develops here, which I'm sure will all happen. Woj bomb after Woj bomb after Woj bomb over the next uh, 72 hours. It's going to be uh, right. pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, I think they, they kind of laid the groundworks, uh, kind of showed their hand a little bit about what they're planning on, but uh, there can be some hidden developments or not hidden developments. And then just uh, Woj is waiting to, to press send on the tweet and he already knows all this shit's played out. And uh, that's kind of how the NBA free agency period goes uh, and why he uh, Woj bombs uh, – 400 times in a matter of an hour because all this shit's been d- discussed for the last two weeks. So I'd, uh, I'd watch out for the Celtics. I feel like they're going to do something. They need to sure up their bench and whether that be part of, like I texted you guys earlier about, I haven't heard anything, but doesn't PJ Tucker to either the Celtics or the Lakers just make sense to me. It makes sense. Yeah. He would be a huge, <laughs> uh, a huge upgrade for both of those teams. I would agree. Right. I mean, any, any help the Celtics can get on their bench I mean, the Lakers have like five or six players under contract. I mean, they're going to be looking to do some things, I would imagine. So, all right. Well, we'll uh, probably discuss that more in uh, later this week's episode after the draft, and hopefully there'll be some uh, some bombs dropped um, in terms of updates on the free agency side and trade side from Woj, and uh, we'll cover that uh, as the time comes later in the week. So we'll segue into discussing our – Again, it was a little rough week for week nine, boys. I don't know if we're feeling good or feeling uh, feeling great or feeling indifferent about uh, where we stand, but Luke, you're kicking our ass, so I'll leave yeah, it at that. Um, and we'll, we'll dive into the picks that we had, and we'll open it up, Luke. You and I, as we, did, as we recorded on Thursday night last week, as you said, the, the Titans uh, really – lit the tits of uh, the Colts on that first drive and shoved it up their ass. And we thought that the Titans were going to continue that. And the Colts turned around and uh, it was, uh, it was um, an ass beating by the Colts after that drive. I'd say it was um, something I didn't think it was going to happen in that game. And uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to see Luke. What'd you think of the, of the Colts Thursday night game? Yeah, obviously a classic case of over pessimistic fan here. That's I right. Just figured they get their asses kicked. I could. I just envisioned, you know, a Derrick Henry, two hundred yard game, ramming it down their throats. Right. Um, this this is a different defense than we've had in the past. Um, but but I think this game came down to those two weird punt plays. Uh, yeah. Beginning of the third and quarter, that poor and that poor fucking FedEx driver got his ass cut today. So you hate to see it, but you know, <laughs> that's life in the NFL, I guess. Yeah, Shanks a punt for 17 yards. They immediately score. Next possession, they block it and score off that. And that was – they separated themselves enough that – Then the missed field goal from Guskowski didn't help either. Right. So. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they, the Colts don't overthink this again and only give Hines like five touches again next game. He's easily their best running back. I know he's more your prototypical like third down back, but uh, he's very much a Darren Sproles. I think he's a, he's kind of perfect Darren Sproles uh, kind of comparison in the Philip Philip or oh my God Noodle uh, kind of role, you know, kind of that dumps off and uh, lets him just go, you know. So yeah, he's he's perfect for for Rivers. Just 
just like Camara to to Breeze, you know, just have that guy there and just dump it off to him, you know, eighty yeah. percent plays for sure. Well, that's what that's what he did in San Diego with Eckler and Gordon. I mean, right? Very similar. Yeah. And if we're being honest, uh, the pessimistic fan is my whole fandom for any sport I've ever cheered for. You know, that's just that's just how we operate, and I will live, uh, I'll die with that uh, with that mantra. So I'm okay with it. You know, be pessimistic and tell. Except when you're, you're putting wrong. your money on the line. Well, yeah, uh, that didn't work out for me. But hey, it's, I hedged myself, so that's how, that's what works out. You know, Scott, do you have anything? You were the only one that took the uh, the Colts in this game, as you love to bet on Noodle. Well, it was more a bet against Tennessee. I wasn't sold after watching them beat the terrible Bears by only seven points. And I know they scored a late touchdown, but I, I wasn't overly impressed. Um, the Colts are starting to figure it out a little bit, and their defense is good, to their credit. I don't think their offense is very good, but their defense is really good. In Tennessee, I'm just not quite sold yet. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be another good test for them. As we've talked about, this is starting to get their gauntlet uh, part of the schedule. We'll talk about more on Thursday, but they do have the Packers at home, which will be a really – uh, I think it'll probably be one of the better games for week uh, 11 with the uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry? That's probably the best game except for the Thursday night game. Yeah, I'd agree. So, with that, we'll keep it moving on to uh, one of the crazier endings probably of the whole, whole NFL season. Um, Cardinals-Bills with the Hail Mary from Kyler to New Hopkins, uh, which, you know, uh, if you're if you were on the gambling side and, and took uh, the bills plus the plus the points as Luke and I did and uh, fucking Cliff Kingsbury probably pissed a lot of fucking people off uh, by not kicking the extra point, uh, which I guess you don't blame them because they can still block it and uh, you know return it for a safety. So I guess you're really playing the smart move. But uh, a lot of people in Vegas, I'm sure, were not too happy with that one. But that did lead uh, Luke and I to the to the win there with uh, picking the bills plus two and a half. Uh, so crazy fucking ending. Uh, Scotty, what did you think of that game? Um, Kyler is awesome. Yeah. Great catch by Hopkins, but man, Kyler probably like just about any other quarterback gets sacked right there and he's running left throws back <laughs> to cross his body. That was pretty tough, man. That was yeah. an awesome throw. Great catch. I mean, you have to compliment Josh Allen on the play before because that was a sweet throw to Diggs too. Right. On the throw before. It was, it was a great game. Two yeah, really good teams. Exactly what we thought it was going to be, a shootout, and uh, lived up to the hype. Do you think Kyler is, uh, with his last couple of weeks, kind of interjected into the uh, MVP talk with the way that uh, Russ has kind of fallen off? I think Kyler's top two. I think Honestly, if I were to vote right now, I would vote Kamara. Oh, personally. interesting. But – uh, Kyler's right there. I think Russ has struggled. And we can talk about Russ too later, but he's struggled. Yeah. We'll talk about the Saints a little bit more here too with with the way Breeze went down and uh, your Kamara take there. But I like that uh, I like that call. Luke, what do you think of uh, Cards, Bills, uh, and Kyler possible MVP discussion? I can't really argue against it, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, we thought, we thought Russ was going to run away with it and he's strung together two or three – pretty mediocre to sloppy weeks here. So, um, yeah, and I, I don't have a whole lot else to add. I watched uh, that game and it was pretty sweet. Yeah. But one, of the, one of the best games of the year. That was crazy, though. I mean, 
freaking triple coverage guys draped all over him. You know, I was mm -hmm. watching it and you, you could barely even see him in the midst yeah. of all those Buffalo defenders. And somehow he, he uh, wrestled the ball away. So that was pretty cool. And it couldn't be more of a perfect uh, advertisement for Jordan receiving gloves. You know, they had the, the Jordan, the Nike, or the, what was it? Under Armour, Adidas, and then the, then the Jordan Nike receiving gloves are just like, could that be, that's just like, what was it? Ravel, you know, the fucking uh, branding value that goes with it, you know, of all the tweets that went out and the shit. So it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's something that probably only he and maybe Devontae Adams could have come down with that ball, but uh, it was pretty impressive. So, but we'll, we'll keep it moving here. We just got about nine and a half minutes um, reviewing our peak, our picks from week 10. Uh, we did discuss it just briefly there with uh, the way that Russ has maybe overcooked a little bit um, in this Rams, uh, Rams Seahawks game. I think that the fact that he doesn't really have a run game, you know, Carson's been out for two and a half, three weeks now, um, and they're on their third and fourth string running back. Um, takes away, and it's almost forcing the issue for Russ to cook too much. The fact that uh, Jalen Ramsey shut down DK Metcalf really kind of hindered their passing attack. Um, but, yeah, the Seahawks can't still can't stop anyone, even though the Rams didn't look all that great on offense. But, you know, three weeks ago, I thought the Seahawks were the clear-cut number one team in the NFC, and they've shown the last three weeks that they have severe problems and, and, and uh, holes in their team. So it's just opening it up even wider. And the Rams are a, a good team, but uh, I think losing Whitworth is going to be huge for them. He's their anchor on the, on the left side on the offensive line. He protects Goff, and if Goff gets in, uh, you know, too much pressure, he I think he's proven that he's not that – premiere of a passer but uh but yeah the Rams obviously took this one and, and covered the spread um Luke what did you think of Rams Seahawks yeah uh hmm. I told you you need to worry about uh Aaron Donald that's true you're um, right you're the one man wrecking crew the yeah um but yeah I mean Seattle's asking, like you said, I was going to say the exact same thing. Seattle's asking Russ to do way too much. They've got almost a historically bad pass defense. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, when they get their running backs back, you know, when they get Carson back uh, next week, they'll, uh, that'll take the pressure off of him. So I don't think Seattle's done by any means, but it's going to be tough to, to really have a lot of success in the playoffs with that defense. Yeah. Scotty, any thoughts on Seahawks Rams? We got about uh, seven and a half minutes. No, that was that was. I mean, I my my thought is Russ goes into every Sunday thinking, "Holy shit, I got to score thirty-five points, or we're going to lose." And so maybe he takes some risks that he doesn't wouldn't normally take. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I th I think Pete Carroll's message needs to be Russ, like we don't need you to force, right? Like do the best you can, but when he forces, it just makes it worse. I think. Right. Um. Yeah. Their defense is terrible, and that doesn't help. All right, we'll keep it moving. Uh, Bucks Panthers. Uh, this one, the Bucks got right back on track again, and uh, you know, it was a close for a little while. I thought the Panthers played pretty tight, which, as we thought they would for the first half, um, and uh, cover that five and a half. Um, but the Bucks were just able to pour it on. I thought Brady really spread the ball out pretty well. You know, Gronk got a touchdown. Evans played well for once. Um, Godwin was back finally. So they and, – and obviously Antonio Brown. Um, 
outside of him pissing off all the Karens and his uh, HOA, uh, whatever the fuck this, this next story is this week. Um, okay. But, yeah, the Bucks are, uh, I think, uh, like we said, a top-tier team in the NFC. They've had just their clunkers of games and haven't gotten figured out all the way. But uh, when they play these kind of middle-tier teams, uh, they really show that they're uh, not to be reckoned with. So I don't know if you guys have any outstanding thoughts on, uh, on Bucks Panthers here. Luke? Tom Brady doesn't uh, – his teams typically don't lose two games in a row, so can't bet against the trend. Yep. Uh, but I do think they'll get their ass kicked by the Rams on Monday night here uh, in, in week 11. All right. I like that. I like the hot take. We'll get back to that uh, later in the week, so make sure you guys tune in uh, to the three-point play podcast on Thursday when we talk in uh, week 11 picks. Scotty, anything else for Bucks? I was going to say the same thing. I think the Bucks are Jekyll and Hyde. And the Panthers just couldn't pressure Brady. But as Luke just said, Aaron Donald's fucking awesome. And Tom Brady's in trouble on Monday night, I think, because he's not fast enough nor willing to take a hit from him. And Aaron's going to put him on the ground a couple times, I have a feeling. Gotcha. All right. Uh, last game that we uh, did a round robin on, we had Dolphins Chargers. We were all in the Dolphins uh, minus the points. And Tua might be, uh, might be the real deal. Scotty, what do you think of that? Yeah, the Dolphins are good, man. I'm I'm disappointed I haven't bet them to win in the division yet because I, I like if you their remaining schedule. It's I just unreal. did it. I know you talked about it for the last two weeks, but I actually just made that bet uh, right before we got on here, and I'm ashamed to say that it all came all the way down to like plus three hundred. As it, yep. I didn't take it when I when uh, when the odds were good <clears throat> at plus six thirty. I think you said two weeks ago. Yep. Um, so, but I, I kind of saw the light there and. Uh, yeah, they're plus 300 right now. And um, their remaining schedule is so favorable, man. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So, Scott, you want to give us a little bit uh, update on your Wessel specials? Anything Anything work for uh, you this bet, week? Honestly, it was better this week. <clears throat> um, we touched on the little bit unluckiness uh, of the Cardinals game, right? That was just unlucky. Uh, they didn't kick the kick the points. Uh, we bet on Seattle, which I still think is a good bet. They just didn't play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, overall it was a good week. If if the Ravens win, it was a really good week. But the Ravens, I, I I don't know what to say about Lamar, man. I have no faith. Yeah, the Ravens have their issues. I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, Bill Belichick, you give him a, a week to kind of uh, address a team that's kind of one dimensional, as we've talked about. They they run the ball well, but Lamar just can't uh, throw it outside the hashes. And uh, I don't know. They're, they're a tricky team to try and point out for, uh, for the playoffs because obviously they're in the playoff hunt. You know, the t- Steelers are going to be difficult to catch. They have a big game on Thanksgiving night with them. But if they're going to be a wild card team, um, it, could be, it could be tough for them to, to kind of play, uh, play up to some of these high-octane offenses um, in the playoffs. So – Quick stat, Lamar sure. is 38%, 38% throwing percentage when throwing it over 15 yards. That's worse than the league. Yikes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be tough to, to, uh, to play in January with that shit. So. Tough stuff, but I, I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I'm excited for the Colts this week, Luke. This is a big game for them. That's a nice tease. Nice tease into Thursday's episode. We'll talk about uh, Colts Packers a little bit more in depth uh, 
and later in the week's episode, but uh, you guys have everything else uh, to add for the episode? Nope. All right. I'm going to do just my, my quick rant, uh, rant. Nothing really Jerry specific today. Uh, Theo Epstein did step down for the Cubs, which is, uh, which is great to see as us White Sox fans because Theo was a thorn in our side for the last 10 years. So I'm glad to see he's going away because that means the Cubs are going to fucking tear it down, which you really hate to see. But I'm really worried that Rick Hahn, despite fucking uh, Jerry, uh, is just going to jump ship and go to the Cubs, go to the north side. It's fucking uh, it's a nightmare of mine because he's going to he'll build the Cubs back up to be a competitor and just uh, will be the laughing stop of the city again. And, um, you know, it's just an under undying fear of mine. But uh, right now is a good day because Theo's gone. And it means that uh, the Cubs are, are dead again. So we're happy to see it. Um, baseball hot stove um, is also ramping up. So that'll be exciting too. No one really likes to hear that on this, epi- on these, uh, on this episode or this uh, podcast. But I like to do some ranting and, and raving when I can. So with that, we'll leave you guys to it. And we'll talk to you guys later in the week. Uh, talk to you guys later. All right. See you, dudes. See you. See you guys. Thank you.